A successful journey begins with the end in mind. And so we need to remember that where we're headed in our journey is the presence of God. There, all is holiness, all is purity, all is light. Like the court of a king where no one will be admitted without proper attire, the presence of God is a place where none of us can go unless we've been cleansed of the stains on our soul. We can't even begin our journey until we've been declared righteous, receiving Jesus' pure white cloak of holiness in place of our rags of sinfulness. Don't even think about trying to make yourself spiritually pure. It's nonsensical to imagine you could do so, yet that's the way a lot of people think. If I go to church every week, read my Bible every day, put money in the offering, stop swearing, avoid gluten, and have more patience with my kids, God will like me. Nothing we could do will ever be enough to get rid of our sin. We just have to receive the forgiveness Jesus offers. We repent, confess, and ask to have our sins washed away. He does the work of purifying us. When Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, His blood was already dripping down the rough wood of His cross. And it still flows today. It covers the stains on our consciences and washes them clean. Lots of the old hymns I used to sing in church as a kid esteem the cleansing power of Jesus' blood. One, for instance, says, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. The imagery could make this feel more like a soundtrack to a horror movie, I admit, and the cross of Jesus Christ was nothing if not horrible and horrifying. But that same cross was the place where the unthinkably horrible became, to us, something beautiful. Scripture says, The blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Forgiveness may be the first leg of our journey, but it's not something we ever really get past in this life. Whenever we do wrong, and of course we will, we are to again seek forgiveness from God. Whenever others do wrong to us, and of course they will, we are to freely give them our forgiveness, because Jesus has shown us the example. Made Pure Annie Lobert grew up in the Midwest with a dad who was filled with stress and anger. As a teenager, Annie took her father's rages personally. She concluded she was unlovable. A boy she met in high school told her he loved her, and it reached the emotional need that lay deep within her. When he told her he would marry her and make a life with her, she agreed to sleep with him. She was devastated later when she found out that he was also having sex with some of her friends. Now she had two men she was angry at, her father and her ex-boyfriend. She moved to Minneapolis after high school, and there she started going to clubs, hoping to meet a rich man who would love her and take care of her. She did meet some wealthy men, but they wanted something else from her than marriage. She began giving sex for money. I think what this really was building inside me, Annie says, was this vendetta 
this deep-seated unforgiveness towards my dad, towards the boy in school. And I just wanted revenge. I was going to prove that I could make it in my life, and money was going to be the answer. Later, she went to Hawaii, where she became a high-priced call girl, earning as much as $2,000 an hour. It seemed like her plan for revenge was working. One of her clients complimented her, treated her well, and told her that he was falling in love with her. These were the kinds of things she had always longed to hear. So when he asked her to move with him to Las Vegas, she agreed. But then he changed toward Annie. He started beating her and forcing her to go out on calls with men and give him the money she brought home. For five years, she endured abuse from this pimp boyfriend before finally getting away from him. But now, she was broke. And things went further downhill for her.